What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast and Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, post our advanced group Metcon session here. So if I happen to cough intermittently at some point, I apologize up front. Not the easiest day in the world here that we ran through, but got it done and admittedly closed my eyes through a lot of it uh, to kind of go to my pain cave, if you will. But uh, we're through and uh, we're on with the podcast today. And nothing super crazy or complex, and I can't believe we've not done an episode on this before. Uh, I do a speech I do, I integrate these three tips. Uh, It's taken from part of my book, Make Success Mandatory, and I'm talking about three mandatory mindset musts, or what I like to call, you know, positive thinking tips. And uh, admittedly, I've said this before, I'm not a huge affirmation guy, I'm an action guy, but I do believe the way that we speak to ourselves and the things that we think and obviously what we consume uh, becomes a byproduct of us and our success or lack thereof, if you will. So I'm going to dig into that here today. And just a a reminder, I mentioned this on the the previous podcast, we are kicking off our 47-day transformation here August the 12th. I believe we close down registration on the 10th or before if we sell it out because we really only have space for about 100 people. If it's the right fit, we maybe could squeeze in a few more, but it really is a taxing program on me personally uh, and our staff here because we really do drill down on transforming all of your daily habits, rituals, and routines to try to get you guys to a place where you're not just amazing at day 48, but 48 months behind that, and for some of you, 48 years beyond that, and I really do believe in it. And we try to essentially unfuck all of your bad habits and get you on a, on a place where you can be successful with us and also hopefully, you know, maybe without us at some point, or at least, you know, you feel confident and you know, you know what to do and how to do it. And then it just comes down to you actually doing it. But we try to solidify you in the habits that are going to make you successful, not just in, in fitness and nutrition, but the way you think about your life and the way you go about it and just really live a life on purpose. And so it's much more than, trust me, the workouts are, are brutal and the eating stuff is on point, but it, it's so much more than that. So the reason I'm sharing it is, is not to push you to, to buy it. Uh, we're gonna we, we we sell it either way. Uh, but if you are interested and you're like, you know what, summer's over. Uh, I'm gonna get back into a different routine. I didn't do the things I said I was gonna do on January 1st. I'm trying to really make a change here now that you know my kids are going back to school and, and maybe I kind of let you know the summer beers and, and brats and, and and sweets get the best of me. We will give a discount to all of our podcast listeners if you're really serious about doing it. This is my my thank you to you guys for listening. All you have to do is shoot me an email, send me a DM on Instagram or, or Facebook or wherever and say, hey, Jeremy, I'm really interested. Will you share the discount with me? And uh, the reason I don't just say it here on the air is because then, you know, every, you know, Tom, Dick and Harry can enter it. And, and if you really, if you're willing to take the next step and not be super lazy and actually message me, at least that shows me you have some initiative to actually finish the program and do it because I'm not here just to make money. We can do that 18 million different ways. I really want to do something that you guys want to do for you. I don't want to feel like, like I sold you on it or, or promised you the world because I don't, it's going to be hard work on your end. But if you really want to make a change, uh, this is what can do it. So hit me up if you are, if you're interested in, in kicking ass with us for 47 days and beyond, uh, starting August the 12th. So today's podcast, the three mandatory mindset must, I believe you should have. And uh, you know the way I look at this is, is this: we see our friends, uh, our career, our lives, and ourselves really come down to our perception 
um, and that becomes our reality. And I've talked about this before. You know, if you're like a glass half full person, glass empty person, uh, I dig down deep in this inside the book. Obviously, it makes success mandatory, um, where I'll take you as far down the rabbit hole as you want in terms of positive thinking. And I know a lot of people are, are already listening, going, "Oh, another great, you know, positive pep talk." Um, if you're looking for that, you're in the wrong place. I, I'm not a huge, I'm not a cheerleader, I'm not a rah rah person. I'm all for having a positive mindset, and I'll tell you, uh, you know, positive things, you know, and I'll talk to you with padded gloves on if you need it. But I'm not going to tell you if you're 100 pounds overweight that you can stand in the mirror and say, "I'm lean, I'm ripped, and I'm in amazing shape," because that's bullshit. Um, the most positive magical powers you have are inside of you. Um, it's you actually putting in action. It's not just the words that you're using. And I'm going to take you into more than just the positive thinking. Um, you have to do more in your life to change things. We can't just say things and wish for them and pray for them. I know a lot of people have prayed for a lot of shit and never came true. I believe it's those of us who wish and pray and do things, but then also take action. That's where the magic truly happens. And so things like Changing your eating habits, changing your exercising habits is what it's going to take to lose 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 pounds. We can't just say things and wish things and look for the quick gimmicks and fixes. That shit doesn't work. And if it does, it works for only a short amount of time. It's putting a bandaid on a gunshot wound. You have to do the fucking work. And that goes for everything in life, you guys. My point, it all starts with having a mindset of seeing things in a positive light, but from that point, putting action to the thoughts and the words we're saying to ourselves. And it's not you seeing things better than they are and lying to yourself or seeing things worse than they are, being a negative, self-sabotaging person. No, a lot of people do that. And I'll say this again. The key here is seeing things as they actually are, having self-awareness of the reality of the situation you're sitting in, whether you're 100 pounds overweight, whether you're $55,000 in student debt, or you got a mortgage that's choking you out, you have three car payments, you have 19 different things going wrong. You have to see things as they actually are not better than they are, and not being the person who makes things way worse than they are. I know a lot of people do that. And the reason I charm on that is because sometimes people will look at their situation and their stage of life and think that, oh, I have it so bad. The world is stacked against me. I'm so fucked. It's so terrible. I can promise you this. No matter what kind of shit you're going through right now, and a lot of you guys are dealing with shit, if you're listening to this on a $1,000 phone, you're doing a lot better than other people. Now, with that said, I'm not saying you still don't have luxury problems, but look where you're at, whatever the goal is. Hey, I'm trying to get out of student loan debt. I'm trying to get out of mortgage debt. I'm trying to become more mobile. I'm trying to kick my drinking habit or my eating habit, or I'm trying to be stronger, whatever the goal is. I'm asking you to see things in your life as they truly are, but with a positive spin on them any way possible. Now, there are certain things that does just suck shit. I don't really have an answer for those. Uh, paralyzed, uh, battling cancer. Uh, you know, you're going, you know, going through AIDS treatment. There's certain things that just suck shit. And I just, I, f- I have empathy for you and I feel for you. But barring some the the really tragic things, all the other stuff we're dealing with, we can probably find a solution to those problems if we really dig down and put in the work for a, a relatively small amount of time. And nearly every situation in our lives whether it's good, bad, horrible, and everything in between, there's probably some positive life lesson that we can be learned from it, or at least that's been the case in my, you know, what I like to consider still relatively young life. And uh, it, and again, I've talked about this before. It's really hard to see it when you're in the storm, dude, but all the, the, the most tragic, probably depressing shit that I've went through, um, I it didn't kill me. 
And, you know, a lot of those things that they think are going to bury us, they actually plant us and we come back and we grow stronger and we're a better person because of it, because that's, that's how we are as humans. And I think those of us who really thrive and really become successful, we have scars and we have baggage and we're all, you know, secretly kind of fucked up, but we can put a positive spin on it in our own kind of messed up way. And that's what having, you know, this kind of mandatory mindset is. It, it's, it's seeing things positively can do numerous things for you, including lowering your rate of depression increasing your overall lifespan, even reducing the risk of things like common colds, infections, and various diseases. I know that sounds crazy. Now, obviously, you can't just think you're healthy and feed your body full of shit, but it's, you guys, when it's you can do the right steps physically, like you're putting the pieces into play, and then you not only you can take your mind and think about things positively, have gratitude, have perspective, that's when things really do change. I know a lot of people who can do all the right things physically and put the pieces to play, but in their mind, they're, you know, everything's worst case scenario. Every day is a fucking rainy day. Everything is the worst. Every problem is catastrophic and it really takes away from their physical actions. So the reason I harp on it is because if you can do the things, eat right, you're training right, you're, you know, you're spending less money than you make, you know, you're getting quality sleep, you're doing all that, but you're also thinking about, man, my life is amazing. I have so much perspective, so much gratitude. It's in abundance. You know, people do love me. I get to drink $6 coffees. I'm living an awesome life. And then do these three things on top of that. You'll, you'll be one of the most successful people you personally know. And the other people will look at you as a person who leads from the front. And I'll start off by saying this, the three things I'm going to drill down here to ensure you have a, a, a pretty much a badass life forever. Number one, you already know this, move your body. And I mean, do the things you love physically. I'm not saying you have to go join a gym right this second, although I do think that's probably a great idea. I'm not saying you even have to do that. Or I'm not saying you have to compete in a bodybuilding show or you know try to qualify for the CrossFit games, but you have to get up. And you have to get your body moving. And the most important thing is you have to have some sort of fun with it. And the reason I say that is uh, today, what I classified as fun, I, I, I guess, yeah, in a context. Now, the, the workout itself sucked ass. Um, I didn't want to do it. But the fact that there's 11 other people here dying with me, there's some camaraderie in that. We all admittedly know it sucks together. We all probably could have just quit at the halfway point and went home and that would have been plenty of the workout. But we all secretly hate it uh, together and they probably all secretly kind of hate me, which is fine. I, I take some some solace in that. And uh, we had fun and it builds community, it builds relationships, but we enjoy the suck of it together. We embrace the suck, I guess, if you will. And it, it's finding things that you can look forward to. Um, even when you're tired, exhausted, and you normally skip the physical activity or knowing when you're in the middle of a terrible workout in a group. That's why I do think community-based training and, and group training is, is ideal because you tend to do way more with a group of people than with others, whether it's the competitiveness of you know numbers on a board or just knowing there's people right next to you who are going and not quitting. Like today, I'm on the row and I easily could have packed it in and quit. And I don't know what Jeff's times were, maybe a little bit better than me, maybe a little bit worse than mine, but I'm just going to keep moving because he's moving. And he probably went out and had drinks last night and I didn't. And I'm like, well, shit, if he can have a couple of drinks and come in here, I have no fucking excuse. I just got to keep moving no matter how bad it hurts or how, how tired I am. So I do love the uh, the community aspect of it that way. And, and, and if you guys aren't a huge group training person or community training person, and I'll say this on a side note, there's no way I'm going to do these same workouts at this pace consistently without these guys here. I'll do parts of it. I'll do some of it. And once in a while, I hate myself enough to do it. 
but not consistently. Nobody wants to be in that much misery. I mean, there's only so, you know, there's only so deep of waters I'm willing to swim out with by myself in the ocean. And if I have a group of eight people, it's a little bit easier. They can pick you up and they can drag you to the finish line or you can drag them if you will. But for the rest of you, it might be Zumba. It might be CrossFit. It might be, you know, running, doing, you know, 5Ks or like doing turkey trots on Thanksgiving. Uh, It might be doing, you know, the Spartan races. It might be playing golf or bowling or riding a bike or hiking or rollerblading or doing cannonballs in your fucking pool for 20 minutes at a time. I don't care. My point is whatever gets you excited, jacked up and moving, do it and do it often. If nothing else, you should dedicate like one, you know, mandatory physical activity to your body every single day, whether that's walking your dog for 20 minutes, going for a walk by yourself, putting on a podcast like this, taking five, 10 minutes to, to roll to foam roll or go through mobility, anything at all compounds and adds up over time. But I think the key is you guys enjoying things, whether it be with your husband, your wife, brother, sister, friends, family member in a community or having a specific goal of I'm going to do a, you know, a Olympic triathlon. I'm going to do a, you know, a tri sprint. I'm going to, you know, run a 5k. I'm going to hike this mountain. I'm going to take this trip and paddleboard here. Whatever you like to do, do that. And if you don't know what you like to do, try 19 different things until you find your jam. And again, I can't say this enough, finding a community of people um, and friends and family or a local gym, typically the small boutique ones are going to be better for the community base and uh, be willing to push you and lift you up. And they're there to answer your questions and help you and also create an environment where you can be successful and that you want to show up. And even on the days you don't, there's other people there. There's a coach there. So you have an appointment set to keep your body moving through space. I think when you can make fitness become the outcome of the activity, not just the goal of the activity, you're really going to become fit. And even if it is like the direct outcome of people here today was to come get their ass beat, but it was fun because we can all like, we feel a sense of accomplishment and enjoyment once it's over. Uh, that's key. And, and there, that does something to you mentally. It changes physically how your endorphins release, how you feel about fitness, how you think about it. And there is some competitive nature inside of all of us. And even if it's us not competing with each other, because when I look at some of the times these guys put up, if they're like rowing before me or skiing before me, could I maybe beat it? Ah, maybe, but I'm going to have to die and puke to do it. All I'm trying to do is set a pace for myself. Okay, I'm on the assault bike today for 100 cows, and we have a 10-minute block to complete it. I did it in 4 minutes, 44 seconds. Is that a PR for me? No. But in the context of the group, that's probably as fast as I can go without puking on the other thing. So I'm challenging myself, and that's what I'm talking about mentally. Set some goals for you intrinsically, and then obviously with the community as well is key. Number two, seeing your success before it happens. And I think this is key for almost everything in life. And you've probably all done this. I did it growing up with every, you know, uh, sport I ever played. I played every basketball game in my head probably 100 times before it ever came to life. I visualized every scenario coming down the court last few seconds. I I still do it when we play in the NOP tourney. Uh, I did it playing baseball. You name it. Uh, And I do it for everything in life. I do it for my business. I do it for... Uh, you know, us achieving goals as a couple between my wife and I, um, I always look at, you know, what does it look like at the beginning? What is it going to look like in the middle, which is typically the part that sucks, but I'm embracing the journey of that. And what does it look like at the end? I think most things in life, you need to see them before it happens. Imagining all your goals in life, physical, career, relationships, travel, who you want to be, where you want to go, what do you want to do in this life? You have to see it in your mind first before it ever happens. That's where everything great really takes place. It's where it's born. Uh, It's where it actually manifests itself. The power to see 
inside first translate to making it happen in reality. And the easiest practice I tell people, take, you know, one, three, five minutes each day and visualize your goals. Visualize your hopes, your dreams, your ideas, um, and you might even get lost in thought. And I do think that's really where the transcendent things take place, is where we get lost in our imagination and seeing something the you know the day before it happens, the week before it happens, or ten years before it happens. And I know I've I've told this story before, sitting in the lobby of our old uh, building, which we were in for about seven and a half years. I'm in the lobby with a guy, uh, you know, Pod and, and Brett and I are sitting in the lobby of this place and there's no air conditioning. I think it was probably August and it had to be like 106, seven degrees. In the lobby, it's maybe 95 degrees. And uh, I can still remember uh, Pod's on the couch. I'm on this little futon and Brett's in this, we had this rocking chair in there, just ghetto as hell. Uh, but that's that's who I am, so very very fitting that that's where this is taking place. And I remember I sat there, and uh, and this is my point is I'm driving at visualization here. We sat there in the lobby, and we're talking about what would it take to make you know this fitness fitness business run. What would it take for it to get off the ground? What would I need, you know, for a it to be sustainable? And what would it look like big picture? What would make me happy and light me up? And I remember sitting there and, and saying to Brad, I'm like, hey man, if I could just get a hundred people to pay me a hundred bucks a month. And that was all this ever became. I'd be the happiest fucking dude on the planet. And I was dead serious. Like I, I can still feel it inside of me when I say it. Like I, I'm a, I'm a hundred percent real, man. I said, if we could get a hundred people to pay me, I think I said 99 bucks a month. Cause I figured people were more likely to give 99 bucks than a hundred bucks. Right. Even though it's a dollar difference, but mentally we have this thing with, you know, rounding up and rounding down. But I said to him, my man, if I get a hundred people, to give me 99 bucks a month, that's about $10,000 a month. Even if my bills were 8,000 bucks total, I could walk away with 2,000 bucks a month to do fitness. I'd be the happiest guy on the planet. Obviously, fast forward uh, about 11 years later, my life is significantly different. What we've done is, is drastically different. And the ceiling is, you know, obviously shifted and moved and changed like most things do through life. But I saw that in my head. And I, the minute I came out of my mouth, I visualized and I said, man, if we had 100 people here, if I could work with 100 people across the world or come into this building and train them and coach them and work with them and help educate them and change their lives and have them be part of a community, that'd be pretty cool and be pretty fucking sweet. And lo and behold, uh, we've done you know, 10 times that, you know, across the board and, and reached people in, in almost every country. And uh, we, obviously with the podcast and Instagram and Facebook and the way, you know, digital things have blown up. And obviously what we've done here in the community is pretty special and pretty cool. And none of that would have happened if I wouldn't have visualized it for myself first. And I think, and I said this before, a lot of people thought I was a dipshit when I started this business. And a lot of people thought I was an idiot that I was going to be a, a fitness trainer or a personal trainer or a coach or a fitness business owner. I was going to own a gym and I was going to speak and I was going to make videos and, and post on the internet all day. And who the hell would want to watch it and see it and, and follow it and look at me now, assholes. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. The point is, is I, I saw that stuff in my head first and I still see a lot of things in my brain of my future of what's possible and what I think can happen and what I think will happen. And there's a lot of things that are going to happen even beyond that, that I don't even know are possible yet, but none of it would take place. If I didn't believe it first myself, deep down in my heart, I wouldn't believe it if I didn't visualize it first in my head and practice it and play out the scenarios over and over again. But if I played that out in that office, I sat there and I said, well, there's no way we could get a hundred people. There's no way that could work. We probably only will ever get this. If I talk to myself in a negative light, then I'm not going to believe it me inside. And if I don't believe it, 
How are the people walking the door going to believe they should be here? How are the people who work with me going to believe it? Why are they going to spread my message and, and push what we do and have a belief in our stuff and me, for that matter, if I don't believe in myself? I think that's where a lot of you guys go wrong is that it, everything you see is like 19 negative steps down the road. It's like, oh, poor me. It won't work out for me. The cards are stacked against me. I didn't come from a rich family. I don't have great genetics. I have you know, kids. I have obligations. I have bills. I'll never be able to do this and this. And if you believe that, then it's fucking true. It really is. If I talk to myself, you know, in a negative light 67 times a day, then I probably wouldn't believe the things I believe today and I wouldn't be sitting here and you guys would not be listening to me. But I don't let that shit affect me. I let that shit go. Yeah, negative doubt and creep stuff kind of creeps in your brain once in a while. And that's okay. But the minute that you notice it, eradicate it. Get rid of it. Because it'll bring me to, to point number three in a second. But if you're doing that, you really are ice skating uphill. You really are fighting an uphill battle that you really can't win because you're you're battling your own mind. And your mind is really a powerful thing. And, and I think we do this with a lot of things. That's why I tell people when they have a, <clears throat> if they're sick or they're ill, if you want to Google it, fine. But don't go down that rabbit hole, man, because we can do like, if you find a spot on your skin and you go Google it, what's the first thing it's going to say? You have cancer and you're going to be dead in two days. Like we literally do that though. Like we, we Google something, we find it and we don't read it like in a positive light. We read it in the 19 night. We self-diagnose, right? We're like, oh, well, I have tooth pain. Oh, it's probably this. It's probably cancer. I'll probably drop dead. I'm going to have a stroke or a heart attack from it and blah, blah, blah. You name it. But we rarely ever do it in a positive way and think like, oh, it might be only the smallest problem, we make it the biggest problem. Most of us do. And if you find yourself doing that, stop, rewind, and really try to see how can I turn this into a positive? How can I make this possible? And I think any 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 person who's, who's accomplished anything in life of any importance that you see of any magnitude or they're doing something that you think you want to do or could do or should do at some point, I promise you when they said it and they came out of their mouth, it probably sounded fucking crazy. And they probably had friends and family members doubt them. And, and I say this, I remember my wife, and no offense to to her family or anybody else. I remember we're sitting in Alex, like somewhere in Washington. I can't remember the, the place. Maybe it's like, I'm going to say a Washington name, uh, Wenatchee or Sammamish, some, some crazy Washington place. And uh, we're, we're at like a summer vacation with her family, which we try to see them once a year. And I remember we're sitting around talking, they're asking us about goals and things. And Millie, my wife and I are different than uh, most of our family on both sides. In fact, we are drastically different than them on both sides of, of what we believe and what we do and how we spend our time and money. And I'm not saying one's better or worse. We just do it differently than they do. And I remember when she made a statement, and we had to be really young at the time, maybe 20, 26, 27, something like that. And she's like, you know, we're going to take an, an epic international trip every single year. And they looked at us and kind of like laughed and thought we were fucking crazy. And uh, sure enough, you know, you really can't, you can't do that to my wife because if she sees something in her head, she'll basically die to make it happen. And sure enough, that's what we do. And I remember when people asked me, you know, about this business in my life and what I'm going to do, I'm like, well, we're going to pay our house off. <clears throat> we're going to do it by the end of 2020, or we're going to do it, you know, uh, by my next birthday uh, after this year, or I'm going to do it, you know, within the first 10 years of owning my home. And now I think we're on track to do it in about, you know, knock on wood, fingers crossed, in about seven and a half years total, which is pretty fucking unheard of in America or anywhere for that matter. My point being is I saw that in my head. I, I said it out loud. I made a public declaration. I saw it in my mind before it ever became to light. And once I commit to something mentally, I'll do everything I can physically to make it happen. But 
Again, if I would have said, well, we'd like to take an international trip maybe every other year or maybe like, no, we didn't say it that way. We don't have that belief system. We visualize ourselves being on the Amalfi Coast before we're ever on the Amalfi Coast. We visualize ourselves on a catamaran, you know, sailing around Mykonos before we were ever in Mykonos. I visualize myself walking into the bank, writing the last fucking check of a mortgage payment of 30 years at seven and a half years in. I visualize you guys that day in my head 10,000 times. And sooner than later here, it is going to happen. Even if my life goes completely drastic and crazy here, it's going to happen in the next couple years. And, and God willing, it's going to happen in the next year from me saying this today. Point is, you have to see it in your mind first. You have to truly believe it before anybody else will. That brings me to my next point. You have to stop worrying. You really do. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Worrying is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it gets you absolutely nowhere. I'll always ask myself a few questions when it comes to worrying stuff. Now, I'm not saying to just live your life you know, completely frivolous and free and don't you know, think about your future in a conservative standpoint. I'm not saying just jump out of an airplane without a parachute completely. I'm not saying live every day like it's your last because it might be. Um, and, and don't ever save for your retirement or do something, you know, completely reckless and fucking stupid. There's a difference between, you know, worrying about shit that's probably never going to happen and being completely reckless and dumb. And uh, there's a fine line there. I'm not telling you where to draw, but I'm going to walk you through how I do it. When problems come up in my life, and this week alone, we've had <laughs> more more than a handful. I'll share some of them, not on this podcast. My wife and I was dealing with some bullshit this week. But um, I asked myself this, can you control this problem? Will this problem matter in one day? Will this problem matter in one week? Will it matter in one month? Will it matter one year from today? And the last thing I usually ask myself is, is this truly a life-altering problem? If you answer a majority of these with a hard no. I simply let that shit go and move on with my day to more important pressing business that I can actually fucking control. I control my controllables, if you will. Shout out to Corey uh, for that quote there. Uh, Oftentimes, we get so caught up in fearing what might happen. Again, I'm, I'm back to the negative future that we create in our brains that really never comes to life. We get so caught up in fearing what might happen, the anxiety of worrying about the problem is a hundred times worse than the actual problem itself. I've been guilty of this my entire fucking life. The last probably five years, I have been 99% better of not doing this. But I did this as a kid. I made myself sick as shit. I had anxiety about all kinds of crap. I didn't even know what anxiety was, but now that I read about it and study about it and I talk to people, I had it for a good fucking 10 years of my life, and it is awful. And now that I'm a grown-ass man, and I'm removed from a lot of this stuff, and admittedly, I've, I've created an ecosystem, you guys, of my life to where I'm in control of so many things, I don't have to deal with this anymore. I've worked so hard. I've killed myself to create an environment, a community, and a life to where a lot of this shit does not exist for me. I am not slave to a lot of things in the environment and the world that other people are because I've worked to build up something that I don't have to deal with a lot of it. Now, it's still going to infiltrate and come in my life, so I have empathy for you guys because I see the shit you deal with every single day. What I'm saying is I've seen literally people worry themselves sick. I mean, they physically became ill of various physical symptoms by just worrying about stuff. That is the power your mind has. It can make your body physically react to the stress you are putting on it. That is a real thing. 
you again, when you go to like a when you go to like a race, right? Like a 5K race, 10K race marathon, and you see the lines in the bathroom before people take off, that's nerves. They're literally mentally psyching themselves up so they have to piss and shit like a racehorse quickly before they race because they're so nervous. Fighters get a lot of times too where they tape up their hands with gloves on and they have to cut them off because they have to go take a shit because the nerves in their body are causing them to have this reaction. I'll share one last story and I'll get you guys out of here. My wife actually did this uh, years ago and years ago and hopefully she's cool with me sharing this because it's, it's a great story. I don't know if I've told it before on the air. I've told it to other people. But uh, back when we were living in our old condo, uh, my condo back in the day, the greatest financial investment I've ever made uh, still to this day. I think uh, my, our house now might be close, but then that was a great. I got lucky. Anyways, uh, we lived in our old, my old one-bedroom bachelor pad, me, my wife, and my dog. And it was, it was an amazing era. I call it the golden era of my life. And uh, my wife was going from the, the job. She was a manager of, of some hotel properties by the airport. Um, a couple of them, and she was going for the a next promotion. Marriott's changing their uh, their infrastructure, and she's going for this next promotion to be in charge of a lot of more stuff, make a lot more money. What I would call her first big girl job. Not that her other job wasn't that was a fine position, but she's go- moving up to the next level uh, in in corporate America. And remember, she's going through the interview process, and she's so nervous, and she's so worried. And she calls me, and I'm at work, and she's like, "I'm sick." Like, I'm physically just ill. I don't know what it is. My stomach really hurts. I think something's really wrong with me. And so I come home and we talk about it. And she's like, yeah, really just like, uh, I'm, I'm really like something's wrong. I don't know what it is. If it's it's my stomach or maybe it's like a, a, my, my pancreas or, or something really. She's just really, she was seriously concerned. I'd never seen her like that before. So kind of freaking me out too. And uh, I remember like we're driving around. This is before you know, the smartphones and, and, and the GPSs like we have them today. And so, and we're newer to the Valley, so we don't really know where to go. We end up in the hood, uh, somewhere out in the avenues here uh, at urgent care. And I take her in, there's a bunch of people crammed in there. This is probably like eight o'clock on a, you know, a Tuesday night, if you will. And uh, we're sitting there. I remember like a guy was changing his kid's diaper on the lobby table, poop and shit and thing everywhere. And it's just like a very, it's a very unique environment at a you know a ghetto area urgent care if you guys can imagine what I'm I'm describing here, and we sat there for like 15 minutes and then all of a sudden my wife's like, uh, I can't do this I'm fine let's get out of here I'm like well you're fine what do you mean she's like uh, let's just go and we just got in the car and we start driving home, and to to make a long story short there was nothing wrong with her whatsoever physically she was completely fine she had no physical ailments that a doctor or medicine was going to fix. She literally had worked herself up mentally to make her body feel so physically ill and sick that she believed it, that she was having some type of episode or something was going on in her body that required, you know, immediate attention or emergency care or had to have some kind of surgery because something was going wrong inside of her and nothing was wrong at all. She literally had mentally made herself sick. And I've been guilty of that too, uh, probably a handful of times in my life where, I, where you have this kind of initial panic or rush comes over you and you worry about something and you have to go piss right away or you have to go shit or you feel like you're nauseous and you're going to puke or you just don't feel yourself. You feel like you're almost crippled by the fear of it. And odds are if you guys really step back and look at things from a distance, the problem's really not that bad at all. And it can easily be solved with a little effort. Um, and just having a, a clear mind, having somebody talk you through it. And uh, we've all been guilty of this, but it's these crippling things that really hinder our creativity, 
our motivation, our inspiration, and they make us not the person we really are. And if you fall victim to it, you can be a prisoner in your own mind. And that's a really tough place to be when you can't control the mental aspect of it. When you're going through things and you're, you know, I'm, I'm not saying like clinical depression, but I'm saying like you are looking at a situation, you're making yourself sad, you're making yourself depressed, you're making yourself feel hopeless, when really that's not the case at all. And so that's just food for thought. So again, the three mandatory, you know, kind of takeaway tips. Number one, move your body. Do what you love to do daily. Find a community, find a group, find awesome people and do some awesome shit with them or do some stuff with them that's terrible uh, and you all hate your coach at the end of the day, but at least your coach is there doing it with you. Uh, and He's not just screaming from the front. He's actually in the trenches hating his life just like you are. And there's community in that. Uh, there's fun in that. There's enjoyment in that. Or there is just enjoyment in playing sports and having fun and moving your body through space and hiking uh, and biking and paddle boarding and surfing and swimming and doing all the awesome things your bodies are capable of doing. But you have to do that and you have to fall in love with it. It's a mental release. Uh, when you look at fitness as something that's fun and not punishment, I, I think it's it's crucial for you. And then that's where you really do become a fit person. Second thing, see yourself being successful in everything in life, your marriage, your career, uh, the next trip you're going to take, your physical body, your eating habits, your education. See it in your mind first. Visualization is a powerful tool if you use it daily. And the key is not just thinking it, but then doing on the back end, putting those pieces into play. And the third thing, again, stop worrying about stupid shit, man. You can't worry about every negative thing that might happen six miles down the road. Sometimes you just got to focus six inches in front of your face. That's the best approach. And focus on all the awesome, amazing shit in your life, not the two or three horrible things in your life. Because it can always be worse. I promise you that. I don't care who you are. The worst person in the world will never hear this podcast. They'll never be able to listen to it. So take some solace in that, you guys, if nothing else. And if you do these three things and you do them daily, your life will immediately go from average to epic almost overnight. And if you can integrate it consistently over time, you'll be a different person. And you'll reach levels of success and happiness and accomplishment that you probably never thought were possible. And again, at least that's been my experience in life. And I knew a lot of times in my life, I was in a shitty place, partially because of situation environment and maybe my the genetic card I was dealt. But I think more often than not, I was in a shitty place in my life because I thought it was shitty and I thought it was bad and I wasn't seeing the things that were possible and I wasn't seeing things in a positive light and I wasn't focusing on all the abundance of amazing things I did have. I was focusing on all the small shitty things I didn't have because at the end of the day, not to get on a a different topic altogether, but I was born in America and I was born in what I consider right now to be the greatest time to ever be alive and I was born a relatively healthy you know, white adult male. How really fucking bad do I have it? And I was born in America. I mean, really, how how bad are people going to feel for me? You know, what do I really have to bitch and complain about when you look at the world at scale, what everybody's dealing with and all the shit that they got going on? But again, we all can get wrapped up in our own shit. And when you really think of your life for all the amazingness that is, the fact that you're even a human, the fact that you're breathing, the fact that you can run and jump and walk and you can think as crazy as I am. Like I'm so thankful for this brain and this life and to be to be alive right now so I can have a podcast, so I can make videos, so I can talk to people and do things and travel. It's just it's there's so much abundance, man, and let yet we let normal, simple shit drag us down. And that starts in our mind. And when you when you, when your mind is getting away from you and your mind is telling you a story that's really not true, it's hard to believe anything else. So you gotta f- feed your head full of positive, awesome shit. 
and then put those pieces into play physically too. So simple, easy, effective in theory, harder in application, I know, but if you try and you put effort in to, to be positive, to have gratitude, and to be jacked every day, um, awesome things are going to work out. You just have to make that mandatory every single day. Every 86,400 you get, just you know, try to think of things in the best light possible. And if you work really hard, I can promise you things tend to work out uh, more often than not. So that's my quick rant on this Sunday. Uh, anything else you guys want to hear from me, hit me up, let me know. I'm happy to record if I can. I have a bunch of tactical stuff coming down the pipe. We have the guys from Beam CBD coming on on next Saturday on July the 20th. They'll be on the podcast. If you have questions on CBD, marijuana, weed, getting high, the benefits, the drawbacks, please just ask. I'm going to have them come on in detail. We're going to talk a lot about that. If it's for you, my two cents on it in between and uh, everything kind of around the CBD space as is right now. So uh, if you're on iTunes right now, again, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Open up your iPhone, your iPad, or your MacBook and get the iTunes app going or open up the podcast app. Click Jeremy Scott Fitness or type it in. Scroll down. I know it's kind of a pain in the ass. Find the ratings. Drop me a five star. And if you got an extra 45 seconds, leave a comment. Say, Jeremy, you rock. Appreciate you or whatever your honest thoughts on the podcast are. I'm happy to see that. And selfishly, it does help us move up the rankings. And that's uh, if that's a way of you guys paying me back, providing value for you, I, I thank you for it. And I truly do appreciate it. And again, as always, share the podcast with friends, family member, or anybody you think can benefit from it. Because I, I do think you know people hearing the right things, and, and whether you th- if you think I'm saying the right stuff, then please share it with them because it's powerful. And sometimes it just takes somebody else outside the circle or them hearing it in a certain tone or a certain voice or a certain way that cuts them a little bit deeper than you'd say it uh, can make all the difference in their life. And that's the point of this podcast. Is it's not to make millions of dollars. It's literally just to, to help you guys in any way possible, you know, live a little bit better life, you know, be a little bit more productive, be a little bit happier, give a little bit more back to the world and just live a more badass existence on this amazing planet in this awesome era that we're in. So I will talk to you guys later this week. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please... Just keep doing shit you love of people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.